Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Welcome back, everyone. It's another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are well very quickly. Before diving into everything, a thank you to all of our patrons over at Patreon. If you would like to join the group chat, get early access to the episodes, patreon.com slash Roma Press. And then, of course, YouTube, like, subscribe, all of that jazz when it comes to the YouTube videos. But we greatly appreciate the support at IS Roma Press for YouTube as well. I I don't know where to start with this one, Andy. So it Roma, they lose to Inter 4-2. And I, I would say this is, again, one of those matches. Your general outlook on it is pretty much going to align with how you are from a personality standpoint, glass half full, glass half empty. Now, I would say the majority of people have the overall sensation of they played football, far more entertaining match, despite the absolute downpour, the tsunami that was taking place. Uh, far more entertaining match than the 1-0 we saw against Inter earlier this season. In fact, despite what the scoreline says, I would say Roma had far better opportunities to win this one than the one of 1-0. I don't think that's exactly controversial or a, 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 a unique opinion. I'm sure many feel that way. They were winning 2-1 at halftime. Second half, I, the first thing I, I said in the group chat to the Patriots, I said the only thing they can't do is concede early. And naturally, of course, they concede two to three minutes into the second half. And then from there, it was just a downpour of uh, just a barrage and a total reversal of everything they had done good in the second half. And I would say this is something of concern. They, ever since Daniele De Rossi took over, I, I would say there is a noticeable drop off in the level of Roma, not only uh, tonight. We saw it against Hellas Verona. I would say we even saw some of it too uh, against Salernitana. So that is something to obviously keep an eye on. But today, it, 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 it's hard for me to come on here tonight and rant and rave and scream because the the fact of the matter is this. If you have a goalkeeper, because th- th- this is something that I like Daniele De Rossi said in the post-match um, when I had a, the zone on when I was doing the post-match reaction, I had this all on in the background and I, I had the captions of what he was saying. And I was very pleased to see it wasn't the usual. I thought we did well. Uh, we were right there. The Florenzi, you know, testa alta sort of crap that just drives me mad. That has no substance to it. I liked De Rossi saying, yeah, we did well, but if we are content with this sort of result... We are essentially telling to ourselves we are content with mediocrity, which is absolutely the case. Um, but if we want to take things from a granular, granular point of view, if you have a goalkeeper with spatial awareness higher than a newborn baby, perhaps it's a different result. If Romelu Lukaku, I, with that occasion that somebody made a great shot, one of our patrons, the only time I ever recall a player having such an opportunity so unimpeded by a defender and n- not Schick. scoring. Patrick Schick. Patrick Schick against Juve. In Torino. In Torino. <laughs> just the flashbacks 
I think that's that when Carlo Zampa retired. I think that yeah, yeah. I think that was like <laughs> I think he retired a few months after. That. <laughs> that yeah, that one trip. was. Um, that one was. I think this one may even be worse, considering the caliber of the player that we had up front. You know, because Patrick Schick, I mean, that was the first time he touched the football as a Roma player, basically uh, the first major, you know, thing. So um, yeah, it's. Um... It's hard to explain. I, I mean, Romelu Lukaku, he buries that. It's 3-2 to two at the time, and then you draw at level 3-3. to three. Um, The first goal of Inter, I know I am going to be in the minority of this uh, because I am akin to a boomer, I suppose. I, I This thing with the interference when it comes to the goalkeeper, my overriding opinion is the same now as it was uh, another match in Torino, uh, Roma. Juve, when uh, Roma lost 3-2 to two at the Juventus Stadium, when they allowed the goal of Bonucci to stand after Arturo Vidal was standing right in front of Morgan de Sanctis. I, I, I had the same overriding opinion then. I, I think the way this rule of interference with the goalkeeper is implemented, the, the, the way it is uh, implemented now and ruled upon now is far different than it used to be. Um, my general opinion on it is, okay, well, it doesn't matter if you honestly made contact with the guy or not. If you are in an offside position and you are just within the vicinity of the goalkeeper, it it it, it counts as interference. I know that is going to be one of those things that divides opinion. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. The way it is, again, the way it is ruled upon, I think is so entirely inconsistent and out of balance with what is actually written in the laws of the game. But I'm not going to get into that because ultimately I don't think that alone cost Roma. But I, I don't know where to start because I think of the good things that, okay, that first half was sensational. I think of the bad things, second half. Uh, good things, uh, midfield again, I thought was superb in their balance, in the way they connect with the attack. Uh, the ugly, uh, Rui Patricio watching him essentially... Uh, 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 quit football, retire in real time has been not fun to watch. Uh, Derossi really has sort of backed himself into a corner with uh, Patricio too, because what does he do? He says uh, day one when he arrives, he said, well, I don't know much about Sfilnar, but I know Rui Patricio is our number one. So I am hard pressed to uh, believe he is going to make any change. So this is something we are going to have to live with. So again, I... How you feel about tonight is generally how you <laughs> how you view and approach life in general. Because we had some people in the group chat entirely pissed off. We had others saying who, hey, I am proud of Roma tonight. So I won't go as so far as to say I am proud. I will say a team is there. There, there is a team there. They are adapting to what De Rossi is asking of them. And I feel... Much better now after this defeat against Inter than I did of the one against one two zero because at no point in that one of one two zero zero at San Siro did I ever believe Roma were going to score a goal. That that was one of those matches they could have played for four days straight. They they never would have found the back of the net. So I feel better tonight because there was a team willing to play football, take risks, show some courage. Clearly clearly many things to, uh, to to work on 
but there is at least patterns of play that I see visible now. And I can at least see things that can be built upon versus when there was a game that one to zero, I think to myself, well, that was just empty. There were, there was no patterns of play. You were never going to score. So I at least feel better today, but I don't have to be happy with the defeat. So I, I, I don't know. How, how do you feel about this just in general? I, I would say most people have the same opinion. You're pissed off that they lost, but clearly, clearly there are some uh, steps being made towards positivity. But uh, aren't we the... Um... Aren't we the same ones who, uh, you know, we, so many times we, we've sat here and we've we've said uh, that, hey, you know, you play well and then you come out with zero points. You were the first one in line to to yeah. to, to to go to battle for that idea. Um, so the, the, the no, this notion that we played well. And yet here we are. We're talking about a four-two-two loss uh, against you know the Serie A leaders. But then it just shows you that there is always a middle ground, right? So mm. you can't just because you walked out of it with zero points, you can't scrap it. I think you. I think the the that mentality that we had previously, you know, win at any cost, and and if you if you don't, well, then what's the where, where, where's the fun? You know, where's the what what's the, what's good about it? What's good about playing well and creating chances if if you, that doesn't convert into three points? Um, mm. But I think that applied to a different Roma, you know, a different situation. Yes. Uh, because right now the situation is is there life in this team? You know, and uh, as much as you want to to see this team collect three points. You also want to to see that this team is not dead. Um, that this mm. team actually knows what to do with the ball at their feet. And uh, and tonight was perhaps fun, even in the loss, even in this defeat, because of that. Because um, you get a sense of hey, hey, look at these guys. These guys are running. These guys are actually running. They're moving around the pitch, and they seem to know what they're doing. And and uh, Mancini's goals coming off a great set piece and. Fantastic set piece. Uh, El Sharawi looks alive, and Pellegrini is once again at the center of the motion, and he's yes. he's, he's he's having a, a a perfect game, a perfect complete game. He's delivering two assists. You know, look at Pellegrini's numbers. I mean, the, the, what, what, he he did more in these last four games than he did the last two two seasons. I would two say two seasons. No? Yeah, I would say a year and a mm -hmm. half for sure. So. That's and that's what we've been looking for, and that's what I think we cling on to tonight. Even though, again, as you said, we're talking about a loss, a loss that takes place at home in a moment where you know Lazio won. Everybody is so tightly packed there that even a, a small mistake can cost you. But tonight, although you did fumble that lead. You have a sense that this team played, that you actually watched a match because the first leg was an abomination on both sides. It yes. was an abomination. Tonight, it was lively. Tonight, the game was on. And more importantly, Roma were on. So, And then when I look at what Daniele De Rossi had to say, I'm convinced that 
he he understands. He understands the assignment, and he understands that this team was in a place where they did not show up at times, and he's trying to get them to show up every single game. You know, regardless of how it's going to go, you must show up. You must put the effort. You must try at least. Absolutely. I, I would say he had a very balanced judgment of the match. Again, I, I, I agree with you in the sense that you, you can't just bin everything from tonight because you are being dishonest with yourself. If you are saying there was nothing that good that comes from tonight, you mentioned Pellegrini. I would say the midfield uh, overall. This is the first time I would say in all season Roma have had functionality, balance in the midfield. Paredes, they showed it down the, the zone during the match. I, I thought I thought they made a mistake with uh, with the data, but the, his passing accuracy was ninety percent tonight. He was uh, he was superb. Uh, Cristante, obviously, he he had to come off a bit prematurely, but um, Pellegrini, I, I mean, I don't even know what to say because this guy is transformed. And by the way, too, he's doing it in a role that, in as a mezzala, that I have always been extremely critical of him in. Uh, previously, he struggled tremendously in that role, um, but there is something there, as you said, El Shirawi too. That counterattack, if if they can somehow just put that on loop and sh- just show to them repeat after repeat after repeat, that was one of the most beautiful counterattacks that I have seen from Roma in a very long time. Very long time. And the set piece, too. I mean, Roma, it seemed like last season, they would only score from set pieces. Only. And then this season, for some reason, they cu- they couldn't do anything from set pieces. And now... They have returned to being at least a danger on the set piece and not just a complete empty vessel when it comes to uh, dead ball situations. Uh, what do you make, though, of this thing of this second half? Because it, I have to admit to you, it, it does concern me and it does have a bit of the vibe. Um, uh, this is something that I absolutely hammered Rudy Garcia for uh, during his time at Roma, where the guy just seemed to have no plan B, no uh, in-match adjustment. When it comes to the halftime, when you have the, when you have, uh, when you and your assistants, you're you're tinkering with things, things that need to be exploited, things that need to be changed. Uh, that's where I would say clearly something needs to be improved upon from Terossi. Uh I was very, very concerned because. Against Hellas Verona, it happened. Okay, we can say it's a one-off first match, whatever it may be. Uh, against Salernitana, they struggled in the second half. It came down very close to the wire. Uh, Cagliari was nothing. But tonight, we saw much of the same as we did in the first two matches in the second half. Uh, how concerned are you of that? Because, man, they it, it's... So difficult for me to see a team play that good as they did in the first half, and then see what happened in the second half, and it's just like everything went into the bin just within a matter of ten to fifteen minutes. Right, that was yeah. concerning to me. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's always the same problem of the maturity, you know. Is the and and when you go up against an opponent like uh, like Inter, who have a clear objective, who are 
miles above you in terms of quality and you know it uh, it's always the same story right I mean it's the same thing as you dropped you dropped your energy levels against Hellas Verona uh, in this case you drop your energy levels against Inter and you're bound to pay um, but it's to me, it's important that at least the, the, to begin with, you know, because when we talk about this, we cannot talk about this Roma as the continuation of the Roma that we saw with Mourinho. Correct. Because this team is clearly headed in such a complete d different direction. It yes. almost goes one, 180 degrees um, to what we saw in the first six. So we have to treat this as a new season, basically. For, for the remainder of the season, this is like the the second portion so i think we're only finding out step by step what this team is made of you know what this version of roma what 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 de rossi wants from them and clearly you cannot afford to have a second half like that because de rossi's football like he said i i'm inspired by luciano spalletti well when you're inspired by luciano spalletti you have to take the good and the bad and luciano spalletti yeah. also took risks also, his teams were always very attacking, at least at Roma. But he also took risks. He worked on the defense a lot, and he was able to contain that. But that doesn't mean, if you go back to 2016-2017, Roma conceded a lot of chances and, 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 are, and are, 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 are fragile. Very often they're fragile, but they're able to compensate because they are such a well-oiled machine and they flow so well in the attack. Here it has. Dorosi must know that this is different. That this team, yes. at least this year, until perhaps Smalling comes back and gives back some shape to this, this team is leaking. You know, it, it hasn't been a stable ship. This 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 team is is shaky and will not guarantee you uh, a clean sheet game in game out. Um, you know, Rui Patricio is the prime example of this decline. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, seeing the guy just capitulate in such a manner in real time is so difficult to watch. I mean, the, him not having any spatial awareness of uh, near post versus far post is uh, astonishing for a guy of uh, his experience at his level. It It is mind-boggling. As far as, so we talked about of some of the individuals who have or did well tonight and have done well under De Rossi. I would say the ones that are struggling, um, you could probably make the case that uh, their struggles, they seem to be uh, the departments in which uh, there's been a struggle the entire season. The fullbacks tonight, I shouldn't have said a, a single word of Ricard's Dorp of last week because this was by far one of his worst performances, I think, of the season maybe even of the last two to three years. I mean, he, he was dreadful tonight. Uh, again, Rui Patricio goes without saying. L Lukaku, though, man, that's the thing where... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the game right there. If Lukaku, if, if Lukaku takes a shot, if Lukaku does his job tonight... You go nah. with three points, you know. If if you do that, and it's a big if, obviously, it's a big if, it's a big if, but it's an if that is. I mean, it it's part of the. 
it's an if that should be the exception. Like <laughs> this is, yeah. you know, like these nights should not occur frequently. So here's to hoping that tonight was just, again, Lukaku emotional against his former team or whatever. But because th that's the game right there. The game is there for the taking if your striker does what a striker does. And uh, yes. because everything else was there, all the ingredients really tonight and in, in that first half especially were there. And, and, and Roma made it a point to show that they can go head to head. They did so. And then obviously the rest kicked in, the insecurities and obviously Inter's quality came through. And when they see blood, they go after it. But that's, that's the game right there. Lukaku does his job well. You go away with three points tonight. You absolutely do. And the thing I have to say, though, I've said before that, you know, when it comes to uh, Romelu Lukaku, Paolo Dybala, when you have chances like that that they miss, you just have to live with it because, frankly, there is no alternative. There is no other choice. You will have to live and die as they go. If, if they're hitting the back of the net, you're going to be doing well. If they're not, you're going to be struggling. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Lukaku has only scored once under uh, since uh, De Rossi came. I believe it was against Verona because he didn't score against Salernitana, didn't score yeah. against Cagliari. So clearly there is, and I think you even mentioned it too in the match, again, or, or perhaps it was after Salernitana. I forget when you mentioned it, but we clearly see Lukaku having some struggles or at least not getting as many opportunities to impose himself onto the match as he did previously under Jose Mourinho. Um, now, obviously, again, tonight, he had plenty of chances. Even that one he missed, uh, he had another opportunity immediately after. Um, and he, I, I believe it was a header that he just mistimed. So there were chances there. With him, I have to say... To, to see him, okay, fine. Everybody misses chances. That's fine. That's not. I'm not, I'm not going to weep and moan because you know most of the time you're going to bet, uh, bet the house on him to hit the back of the net like that. Particularly when he is so wide open. I part of me thinks he was so wide open he just froze and didn't know what to do because he didn't expect that. Okay, fine. That is one concern I do have because if you just watch him at certain times and not necessarily again tonight, but uh, I would say in the earlier, uh, the the first two matches under De Rossi, it just looked like he was on an island at times, having difficulties knowing where to be. Uh, now, obviously, a lot of that also depends upon the service or lack thereof around him. So, uh, you know, when you have uh, Angelino delivering in crosses to him, it's going to be different than... If he's not getting the ball from out wide, uh, understandable. Uh, how worried are you about him? But I would also say, too, Dybala, can, can, can you recall a single thing he did? Because when he came off, there were about no. a dozen no. of our patrons. They were saying, thank goodness that that ended, and it should have happened uh, sooner where he came off. Their lack or their lack of involvement, perhaps. I, I can't think of a better way to put it. But but are you concerned about those two? Because uh, let's be clear. If Paolo Dybala, Romelu Lukaku, the more they struggle, I mean, Roma are, are not going to go very far. If you have them not, if they are not getting involved, they are not scoring the goals. You, uh, Roma are obviously going to be hard-pressed 
to score uh, and to get anything uh, concrete from an attacking sense. So are, how worried are you of that? Because I have to say it, it is concerning. And again, the few chances he does get, he fluffed them tonight. So I mean, obviously I can't feel good about where he's at right now. No, and it's always it always seems like with Roma, it's a matter of, you know, one thing's working and one thing's not working. And then you got that other thing working and then back to square one. You know, it's always some, there's always something missing. This time it's uh, it's Lukaku, although I do believe that he looked lively against Cagliari. Mm. You know, I, I, I do think that the, there was there was some good, even though he, he squandered a number of chances and scored that offline goal that was there. and, and uh, it just seems like it's always something comes at a cost of something else in this team. And mm. the, probably the Rossi's biggest challenge is to exactly get everybody on board, get everybody on the same page. And it will take a long time for it to happen because you've been working one way for two and a half years. And for the last six months, almost nothing has been working for you. Okay. Like even on the days that Lukaku would perform, you still come away either empty, either empty-handed, or really like sort of, you know, uh, puzzled by what you just witnessed. So mm. again, we have to approach this whole period as a, 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 another season in and of itself. Um, this has to be considered like the early stages of a new season where you're just trying to figure things out because it, it's happening. It, it's happening right in front of us we come away with these conclusions that could be applied to uh, the first week of the season, you know, or the first two weeks of the season or the first three weeks of the season where the team is still sort of getting into motion, trying to, uh, to, to understand uh, each other's movements, the dynamics, who's, who's the leader, who's, because now with somebody like Pellegrini, Pellegrini's role in this lineup is so pivotal. Mm -hmm which cannot be said about his role in the previous version of Roma, right? Like the, the, the focus in of itself, the shift in focus, it comes at a cost of something. Like if before you were fo focusing on Lukaku, well, now clearly you're focusing on somebody like Pellegrini more than Lukaku. And then if you focus on Pellegrini, where does that leave Paolo Dybala? And can he be as good as he was with Cagliari on a more frequent basis? Or is this the new normal? Or is this version of Paolo Dybala the new normal under Daniele De Rossi? Yeah, that that is the question. Uh, however, now you know we we spoke of uh, in the early go of uh, the tenure of De Rossi about how this is um, the time to experiment, the time to at least make mistakes because you have somewhat of a more uh, favorable league schedule well obviously we have Europa League upcoming against Feyenoord I don't know what the overall sensation of that is how people are feeling in terms of uh, priority level for me I, I it's it's top four at best I, I couldn't care less about Europa League but when I look at this upcoming, oh, wow! Is that is that is that controversial? Should we make that a hot take, or is that uh, acceptable? No, stop stop. <laughs> come on, come on! But but uh, you, you, if I can just say the reason I'm like that now, even more so now, uh, if you look at this upcoming schedule of Roma, here we go. Okay, away to Frosinone, home 
to Torino, Monza, Fiorentina, away, home to Sassuolo, then you go away to Lecce, then the Derby, 7th of April, then you go away to Udinese, home to Bologna. That takes us through the 21st of April, where you are not facing any of uh, Juve, Inter, Milan, Atalanta. You are facing teams that you should defeat. And I am looking at this calendar and how many matches did I just state? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You hot take, give me nine wins in a row because that's what it should be when I look at that calendar. I'm so, I'm sorry. Yeah, I look at that. Which fixture is the most difficult? A way to Fiorentina and then the Derby. I, I mean, come on. You, if, if if those two you can't win, then you don't deserve top four anyway. So wh- wh- what are we talking about here? I mean, I look at this calendar. Okay, fine. You messed up tonight <laughs> against. Christ. You messed up tonight against Inter. It sucks. We hate it. Yeah. These big matches. Yeah, we are absolutely. so used to getting kicked yeah, in the absolutely. balls. Uh, we are so used to the, to this. Time that, and time again. It's it yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to say it's nothing new because, uh, of course, we sound like losers when we say that. But uh, but no. this is not a new sensation. This is we've been through this before. We will survive. Yes. But uh, you know, I can I can tell you indefinitely. You know what would hurt more is losing four to two. Uh, to Monza. That's what would hurt more. You know what would hurt more? Dropping points to Sassuolo, to Lecce, to Udinese. These teams suck. Let me be very clear. These teams suck. They suck. They absolutely suck. Even Frosinone. They they were they began the season very good. Uh, but give me a break. Give me a break. Those nine matches that I just rattled off, and we can even make it ten if we want to talk about Napoli. Uh, that tenth match is the 28th of April. You go to Napoli. I, I, I'm sorry, these next nine. I, 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 I'm saying nine in a row. You have to get nine wins. You have to get nine wins. You should not drop points at any in any of these. I, I, I'm sorry. It can't happen. You can, <laughs> you can easily turn it around by doing that. You want to do that? Fine. I can live with tonight as long as you win nine in a row. I, I don't know what else to say. Because Holy moly. Yeah. When, when was the look last the, time look, we look won at the calendar. nine in a row? No, I know, but look at the calendar. Have we rest... nine in a row since Rudy Garcia? <laughs> yeah, the 2013-2014. I, yeah. I, I would believe that is that has to be the last time because I That's, because Jesus I don't think we've Christ. come even close to no. no. But sure, come on. I, in the, in those matches that I just rattled up. I, 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 I'm talking here, nine in a row. Dude, I'm not stupid. I know that's uh, the odds of that happening are close to zero. However, I can still, I can, uh, I can still pull these takes out of my ass because you know what? Uh, why not? Why not? You you played so badly at every point this season, Roma. Uh, you have to make up for it somewhere. If you look nine matches in a row, you will find no better stretch than this upcoming one for the rest of the entire season. Doesn't exist. Nine. That's 27 points possible. Of those matches that I just stated, okay, which one should they not win? Which one should we not expect them to win? Uh, Away to Fiorentina? Okay, sure, maybe. But when I say these teams suck, I I mean, Fiorentina, give me a break. Uh, The most inconsistent team, uh, one of the most (laughs) inconsistent teams in Serie A. No, I, I am 
Sorry. No, I, I will not accept it. I Again, I'm looking at this thing, and I'm saying nine wins in a row. My gosh, you are an imbecile. But I'm looking at this, and truly, which one of these should we not expect them to win? Home to Sassuolo, away to Lecce, the Derby, uh, going to Friuli to face Udinese. I, I mean, yeah, I may be uh, speaking a bit too much out of my backside, but I'm, I'm truly looking at this. Uh, this list of fixtures coming up for the next two months. And I, and I say to myself, okay, well, if we just take these from an individual point of view, which one should we not expect them to come away with three points? And I, I, I look and I just cannot see it. I cannot see it. And I especially can't see it when I watch some of these teams. Um, so they can make up for tonight over these next two and a half months. I just, the matches that I just, uh, that I just listed there. The next nine, it takes us through the 21st of April. My gosh, the season is almost over at that point. If you can if you can get a streak going now, man, can you do yourself a world of favor and benefit yourself tremendously for all of the fuck-ups that you have had since the beginning of this season. Whether or not they can do it, uh, is an entirely different story, obviously. But you mentioned when Terosi first came on about how this is one of the most favorable stretches of the season. And it is because if you remove this match against Inter tonight, this 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 thing of 12 to 13 matches against some of the worst opposition, if you take each of them individually, they, they should be expected to win these games. I, I, obviously, when you take it from nine games, I, I, I mean, that's almost, what, uh, a quarter of the season. And you say, wow, well, they should win all nine of those in a row. But just individually, if we take each match, I, I, I do not think I am out of line by saying they should be expected to win these. I, I mean, what what is just your overall confidence level of this Roma? I guess that's the only way I can put it now. Uh, because, again, it, yeah winning nine in a row. I mean, come on. Nobody is going to realistically expect them to do that. I think at some point they are going to drop some points in these nine matches. Uh, seven? Uh, eighth? Uh, seriously, again, I, tell me over these next matches where I am or, or where all of us are out of line to not expect them to win. I, I, I just do not see it. Yeah. No, I mean, but it's, it's the, I mean, it's, it's the whole point. It's the whole point of, of the moment we're in. It's it's why it is a situation that is difficult for the fans and for the team because you know more or less exactly what you're getting, although now you at least have the benefit of the doubt. Now you have the also the, the possibility to hope because tonight we hoped and we hoped in a miracle and we, we seem to be living a miracle in that first half and, mm. um it's just it's all about this team learning the basics again it, it really is down to that um you've been doing one thing for so long when you when you have to start over it takes time and uh and unfortunately the situation is roma do not have that time um uh, they don't have a game where they can just chill out and try and, and experiment now. It's it's not that anymore. So how confident am I? I don't know this team so well under De Rossi. What I what I can tell you is that I'm I like what I see 
from De Rossi as in what he wants to the, them to do. I like what, mm -hmm. I, what I'm getting from him in that aspect. So I have to, if I have to believe someone, I'll try and believe De Rossi because he's clearly onto something. He, you know, he came to the conclusion that, listen, nothing worked before, so you cannot just keep bumping your head against the same wall. Uh, you have to figure something out. That comes at a price. It comes at the price that there are things that will haunt you and that if you go into halftime and you don't have that same spirit, that same hunger that you possessed in the first half, and if you if you just make one mistake and you don't have the necessary strength to come back, then that's it. And that's something that we've seen before. It's something that we've seen tonight. It's what prevented us from winning tonight. Um but that has to be improved. And and if this team wasn't able to improve certain things in the first half, that doesn't mean, I think, necessarily that it cannot improve now with De Rossi at the helm. Again, it's such a, in my opinion, we're just talking about two different teams. I mean, two different teams with the same team. And uh, and Roma right now are in, in, in clear transition mode from one version to the next one. Whether they do it successfully and whether they are able to, to, to develop some form of consistency, which is the one word that we've been using and we've been searching for years and years, for the last years and years, for no matter who the manager was. Well, if we manage to even develop a slight bit of consistency, then God bless, you know. All right, we will be back later in the week. Uh, nine match league winning streak incoming. I can feel it. All right, until next time, ciao.